G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I attended a conference where there were over a hundred people present, and the speaker asked this question. When you die and your body is lying in a casket, people are filing past, what would you like them to say about you? Well, I couldn't resist. I put my hand up and I said, what I would like people to say about me as they filed past my open coffin is, look, he's moving. Of course, nobody wants to die. Maybe it's because we still got this subconscious idea that death is the end. But of course it's not. David the psalmist said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Death is not a cul-de-sac. It's not an end of the road. It's a valley through which we pass from life on planet Earth to life in eternity. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, which is much better. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. Hello and welcome to Set Free with Ken Legg. I'm Phil Edwards and this week we are getting our teeth into a very interesting subject, one pretty much everybody will have an opinion on, life after death. And welcome Ken, this is a, it's a pretty big subject isn't it? Yes, and the Bible has much to say about the subject. Uh, in fact, throughout the Bible, there is an unfolding revelation of this subject. First, of course, we're clearly told that death is not the end of the road. It's only a passage to the next life, which is a conscious and continuous state. In fact, the word death is used in different ways in the Scriptures. Each time, though, the idea of separation is involved. I think that's what we need to keep in mind, this thing of separation, For example, uh, the Bible speaks about death in terms of physical death. Let's take Rachel, for example. Uh, The Bible says that as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called the name of her son Benoni. Uh, So that's death. It's not the end of existence, but it's a separation of the soul from the body. Mm. Then we read about the time when uh, Elijah prayed for uh, that little child that had died, and the Bible says that the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. That's what death is. It's a separation of the soul and the body, but when the soul returned to the body, then, of course, the child revived, came back to life again. Of course, take Jesus himself. On the cross, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, the Bible says he gave up his spirit. His spirit left his body, and uh, that's death. So at the death of Jesus, his body and soul went in different directions. Joseph of Arimathea looked after his body, but the father looked after his spirit. So death is the separation of body and soul. But let's look at the term spiritual death. Remember, God said to Adam, in the day that you eat of the fruit, you will die. But he didn't die physically. He lived for hundreds of years Mm. later, you know, longer. Uh, But of course, he died spiritually. He was separated from God. In fact, the Bible says that's the state of the unbeliever now. They are dead in trespasses and sins, Paul says, and alienated from the life of God, separated from the life of God. They're spiritually dead, alive physically, but separated spiritually. And then, of course, for the unbeliever who dies in that state, they will be eternally 
separated from God. They will hear those words, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And so death really is separation from life. It's pretty hard to get our head around, really, because we live so much in the, the physical. The difference between you know body and soul, of course, we know what happens to the body when somebody dies, but, but what about the soul? Where does it go? What, what actually happens, do you think? Well, when Jesus died, he entered into two realms that you and I have never been, uh, death and Hades. And as we have seen, death is the place where the body and soul part company. But then we see that Jesus went to Hades. Now, Hades is the place of the departed spirits. So it's the intermediate place between death and the final judgment or the resurrection. And these are all themes that we're going to look at this week, you know, as we uh, think about life after death. But Jesus entered these two realms of death and Hades so that he could conquer them and liberate his people from them. Mm. So when you go to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 18, we read Jesus saying these words, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and death. See, he was dead. That, that is, he experienced this separation of the body and soul. But he overcame that by rising from the dead, and his body and soul are reunited. In other words, he has triumphed over both death and Hades. That doesn't get us off the hook, though, of course. Uh, people still die, <laughs> even Christians. You know, 100 out of 100, it's going to happen. <laughs> so how can we say that Jesus defeated death if, if that's still the case? It still happens. Yeah, good question. Well, let's say, let's say a couple of things uh, in answer to that question, Phil. First of all, we just read that Jesus has the keys of death and Hades. Now, the Greek word for keys is the word kleis, and it's found six times in the New Testament. Jesus said to Peter, I give to you the keys of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Keys denote power and authority to, to open and to close. So he says, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Now, Christ having the keys of death means that he presides now over the realm of death. So therefore, death for a believer never comes randomly. You know, it's not an accident. It's not a chance thing. It's not something that's outside of his control. He has the keys of death. It comes at God's appointed time. I've often wondered how differently we might uh, live our lives if we knew when that appointed time was going to be. Yeah. Uh, because often, you know, we, we squander the time that we have, but that's, I guess that's a side issue. The whole concept of Jesus conquering death and Hades, can we just explore that a little bit more and what it actually means? Yes, um, you know, death and hell could not hold Jesus. Uh, he went into those realms, but they could not hold him captive. He was released from them. He triumphed over them. So as death could not hold the body of Jesus, Hades could not keep his soul from being reunited to his body. I don't know if you remember, Phil, but um, uh, David in the Psalms said these words. He says, For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. And Peter actually quoted those words as referring to Jesus. Mm. He said, "These, these, you know, David, his body's still with us today. Uh, so, you know, his death does hold David and, and Hades does hold his soul. But Jesus rose from that, those realms. You know, his body is now raised from the dead and his soul is reunited with his body. So he triumphed over those realms. So he now has complete mastery, if you like, over the bodies and the souls of his people because he has the keys, the undisputed authority over death and Hades. Now, Getting back to your question, Phil, of course Christians do die uh, because the one part of 
us that's not yet redeemed is our body. Uh, we're redeemed in every other part, but our body is yet unredeemed. And Paul spoke about this in uh, uh, Romans chapter 8. You know, he spoke about the redemption of the body that's going to come mm. at the second coming of Jesus. So, and, and that's a good point, is that that is coming. Yeah. That's not something that's off the menu, so to speak. That's right. It just hasn't happened yet. It's an absolute certainty. It's guaranteed, you know. Uh, in fact, the Holy Spirit has been given to us as the as the earnest or the guarantee that we will rise again, mm. you know. And I can hear there's a whole lot of people listening to this going, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few th- few things wrong with this old body and, you know. Well, you know, actually it does put a whole new perspective on death because death for the believer is not something to be dreaded, mm. but in fact something to be welcomed because, you know, Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, which is mm. far better. Absolutely. Uh, Jesus took the sting out of death. Even though we do die physically, uh, we know that it's nothing to be f- fearful of or afraid of, mm-hmm. because to be absent from the body is to be in the very presence of Jesus. In fact, D.L. Moody, you know, when, when he was on his deathbed, the day that he died, people were gathered around him and uh, they were mourning and grieving because, you know, he was just slipping away. But he actually said to them, I think one of the last phrases he said to those surrounding him, he said, don't weep for me. He said, this is my coronation day. I'm going to be wow. crowned. You know, I'm going to be with the Lord and... Uh, you got, you know, don't, don't weep for me. <laughs> I'm going into a far better place than where I am today. And that's the wonderful hope that we have, Phil, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. And, and really it is as believers, that is the key yeah. in putting our faith, hope and trust in Jesus Christ. And when that day comes, it is nothing to fear but to stare it completely in the face, knowing that it is our coronation day. What a great way to put it. grappling with the subject we all need to consider is their life after death. We'll have more on this tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au That's vision.org.au